Tennessee playing what amounts to a 4-4 fake. And there's a touchdown! Touchdown, my God, a touchdown! We threw it to, we threw it to Haynes! My God almighty, did you see what he did? We just stepped on their face with a hobnail boot and broke their Welcome back to the DGD Podcast, your podcast for all of the DGDs out there. This is your host, Robert Reynolds, and boy, do we got a lot to cover today. Well, we got a big weekend for one. Looking at the upcoming official visits, it is IMG weekend, guys, and that means a plethora of big names. Keon Sab, Kamari Wilson, Tyler Booker, uh, Dalen Everett. And obviously, outside of IMG, you have a couple other big names with Jalen Walker and Travis Shaw, uh, which is huge considering the fact that, you know, the loss of decommit uh, from Al, uh, Bear Alexander. That is a huge, huge uh, visit coming up this weekend. Obviously, for Georgia itself, it's a huge weekend. Uh, but let's first hear, uh, obviously, Guys, welcome to the DGD Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe on YouTube. You can listen to us on Twitch. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, here you go there. Like I said, Twitch, Twitter, DGD Pod, uh, YouTube, obviously, if you're watching it. Make sure to hit that like, hit the bell, and let's talk more recruiting. With that being said, guys, I think this weekend is probably the biggest weekend of if, in June it, so far. I think you have to. I know the first weekend was pretty big, but this weekend I think it just has more impact. Um, you know, considering the circumstances that have changed uh, since the first weekend, you know, you look at the names that are coming in, and honestly, it, it makes this a huge weekend. Uh, the stakes are high. Uh, and and I, I want to talk first about Travis Shaw, right, coming out of Grimsley, North Carolina, up in Greensboro. Um, you know, obviously uncommitted. Uh, he, he just released his top four. Uh, Georgia was in that top four, along with UNC, Clemson, and the Aggies of Greensboro, or NCANT. Uh, you know, looking at that, though, obviously I think it is going to come down to Clemson, UNC, and Georgia. Uh, you know, my take, I think it's a Georgia-Clemson battle. Um, and I think Georgia has to have a good weekend this week. Uh, or this weekend has to really set him off in a good way. And I think the key piece for for Travis's sake is Jalen Walker. Uh, Jalen Walker could be the, the really the catalyst to bring in uh, Travis Shaw to this class. Uh, you know, you look at Bear Alexander, uh, him decommitting uh, was was a big hit to the defensive line commit or the commitments, I should say, for the line haul that was coming in. Uh, so you know, now you look at the situation with him and A and M. You know, what does that mean, right? What does Bears decommitment mean, uh, you know, for Georgia? I think it I think it ups the stakes to pick up Travis Shaw uh, and really try to win that battle with Clemson, in my opinion. 
Uh, you know, you look at Jalen Walker, they're really, really, really close friends, uh, best friends pretty much. So when it comes to that, you, know, you really need to be, uh, you know, really be taking advantage of that. And I think, you know, obviously I think that's going to be a big deal, uh, you know, because Bear Alexander, I, I just don't see him coming back in this class. Let's be honest. I just don't see him doing it. So, you know, picking up Travis Shaw is almost a must-have, uh, you know, what feels like for most Georgia fans. So with that being said, obviously Jalen Walker will be coming uh, out of Salisbury, right? Uh, he obviously are one of our best commitments, in my opinion. Uh, love what he does at the linebacker position. Um, won a state title. Really, both of them won a state title, I should say. But, you know, got that coach's, uh, coach's son, so he's got the demeanor there. It's going to be a big factor uh, for tra- uh, for Travis Shaw's recruitment. Jalen Walker commit uh, not committing him, but recruiting him. Uh, obviously, being close friends. So obviously, those two are going to come down on their official. Uh, you know, personally, I think Jalen uh, stays with. I think he just he stays with Georgia. Uh, you know, and, and I really think that depending on how this weekend goes, you could really see the momentum uh, change for. Uh, Travis Shaw. Uh, obviously, if you look at the uh, 24-7, uh, Clemson is favored there 100% of the crystal balls if you take that uh, into context. But, uh, you know, I don't I'm, – I'm not going to count Georgia out on this one. I just think he's – I just think he's uh, – Georgia's too firmly entrenched to really cl- uh, basically say that he's going to, uh, going to Clemson. I just don't see that right now. Uh, and let's be honest, September 4th could come down to – you know the make or break situation. I'm not saying it will, uh, but it definitely could play a uh, play a part uh, in his recruitment if he decides to go past September 4th. Uh, you know, obviously, let's talk about the biggest group, and that's the IMG group. And IMG guys, if if you're not familiar with what's going on right now, IMG is absolutely loaded this year. Uh, elite talent, top tier elite talent, uh, all Helen down there in Braden in Florida, and. A, a huge group of them are coming up to Georgia this weekend on their official visits. Like I said, to begin the show, you have Keon Sab, Kamari Wilson, Dalen Everett, and Tyler Booker, just to name the group that, you know, Georgia's really pushing the hardest for. Uh, and honestly, with, with Smoke uh, Bowie's com- decommit as well, this is another big weekend uh, with stakes being raised for Georgia to pick up or, you know, to try to gain the momentum in these recruitments. Obviously, Kamari Wilson, I think, is going to be a dog. I think he will be. Uh, it's just a matter of time. But you also have to work on Keon Sab, and you have to work on Dalen Everett potentially, right? There's a, you know, I've talked on this before with Brooks, uh, Brooks Austin, if, in a previous show. You know, you look at the DB class, right? We're, it's a deep class along with the D line class. So you have to take that into context with, you know, who to pick up. Right? Georgia's in the in the mix with. A lot of people. So, with that being said, you you got to make sure you pick the right ones. Obviously, Smoke leaves. I don't think he comes back into the class. So, I think you really need to try to push for Keon Sab and Kamari Wilson. Uh, but, you know, you can't forget about Dalen Everett, top 50 uh, cornerback as well. You know, where does Georgia stand with Dalen? Who knows? I You know, I think he, I think they're interested in him for sure. You, you kind of have to be if he's, a, you know, you would think with him being top 50. So with that being said, you know, this is going to be a big deal. But then you go to the offensive line where you have Tyler Booker, and there's only, you know, this class isn't that deep, 
but you you look at the the situation uh, where you you know Georgia probably takes uh, maybe one or two offensive linemen, and you kind of have to put Tyler Booker there as one of the guy that would really you know make a good addition to the class in, for Georgia. So obviously it's going to be a big press uh, press there for picking him up. Uh, you know, and then you look at like I said, Dalen Everett, and there's a bunch more. Right, but these are just a, a few of the uh, ones that I definitely wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, with, when it comes to this weekend, and that's kind of why it's so important, right? That's why it's very important. Um, you know, and, and really, I think Georgia is going to be fine, right? You, you have the new, you have the new facility, which, in my opinion, is amazing. Kids, right? It's blowing kids away. Uh, you know, but you still got to, you know, you still got to pull the recruiting. Let's be honest, Kirby and company. They do their best recruiting when it's face to face. In my, at least in my opinion, that's the case. So, with that being said, I think Georgia has a great weekend in recruiting. Obviously, it's been kind of dead, right? We haven't had any good news recently uh, in recruiting. Obviously, we had the two decommits uh, after Nick Williams leaves. Um, you know, you're looking into that right there, which actually we'll talk about somewhat of a replacement uh, after a little break here in a minute, but. You're looking at the recruiting. Like I said, I think we have a good weekend in recruiting. Uh, I would like to think that there may be some, uh, you know, some chatter moving around after this weekend. Uh, maybe even a commitment. I'm not going to say that it will, uh, but it would definitely kind of get that feel of positivity back into the fan base. You know, obviously for us dogs. So with that being said, guys, I want to take a quick, uh, quick talk about the upcoming show, uh, July 2nd here. So we're talking college football for the kids. And with that right there, it's going to be myself along with several other guys, different different podcasters uh, for college football. And we're going to be talking college football uh, for St. Jude. So any, any donations, right, donations are not mandatory. However, they are encouraged. Uh, there are certain rewards uh, for donation amounts. All donations, guys, they go straight to St. Jude. Uh, so tune in uh, 2 p.m. Friday, uh, July 2nd, and we will be, like I said, talking college football for the kids, and it's going to be a good cause, guys. I expect it to have a, be a good show, good event, good calls. Uh, I'm going to have a fun time. I already feel that coming, so I'm not worried about that. So just wanted to kind of bring that in there, um, you know, to do that right there. But before we, you know, make that switch right there, we're going to talk about the the new hire, right? We're going to talk about the new hire, Um David Cooper, right? David Cooper comes in ahead of uh, recruiting, uh, you know, deals with a recruiting job. I think that's a big deal, right? You look at what he did at Florida, Louisville, coming from Louisville, you know, really good recruiter. And I think, you know, trying to replace Nick Williams uh, is really hard to do because Nick has been responsible for some really, really good recruits recently. That being said, you, you take David Cooper, and I think it was a home run hire for the situation, uh, you know, I really think he's going to do good things for us. Uh, it's just a matter of time. Uh, you know, and, and obviously losing Nick Williams, I think ultimately costs us Bear and Smoke Bowie, right? I really do. Um, you know, looking at that right there. So I think really good hire there uh, by uh, Kirby to pick up David Cooper. Uh, and also I want to talk about a, um, another receiver that we have, right? Arian Smith, if you're not familiar with what's going on already now, uh, first team All American uh, in track. If that if if you didn't know that he was fast, that should solidify it right there. I want to say he ran a ten ten uh, in one of the one hundred meters 
uh, sprints. So obviously we know that's world-class speed. I, and just think that's, that's him coming into a sophomore. So, you know, we still have him for a couple of years. I can only see him getting faster and that really becomes a problem. And, and with that right there, I do kind of want to talk about what Georgia, you know, can expect out of Arian Smith and what I think Arian Smith should, or what we should expect as fans from Arian Smith, in my own opinion. You know, I look at, you know, the offense, right? Georgia's offense is projected to be ridiculous. Uh, obviously, with Pickens being out with the ACL, you know, obviously you bring in Eric Gilbert. And then you have, you know, Jermaine Burton, uh, Rosemey, Marcus Rosemey, uh, Dominic Blaylock, both coming off of injuries. They're healthy. You know, then you look at, like I said, you have Big O and, and the receiver, or at the tight end position, I should say. Uh, Brock Bowers, which is absolutely just stunning people uh, as a freshman. Tons of absolutely just nasty uh, wealth of options there uh, from the receivers, that, you know, very deep. Uh, and then at the tight end position, I still think you're uh, two, at least three deep there. Uh, obviously, Fitzpatrick being the third tight end. But looking at that situation right there, you know, obviously, Arian Smith, where does he fit in? You know, it's so easy to believe that he takes the top off of the defense. His speed tells you that it's going to happen. I'm not saying that he won't, but I think the best way to utilize Arian Smith to start to start keywords, utilize him in the middle of the field or, you know, try to do some short intermediate routes, get him into space. Uh, And what I mean by that is it's so easy from a defensive standpoint, they know the speed, he can still burn anybody. He's the fastest guy on the field, but to really make it count, you know, maybe you sit there and you make him run an intermediate route so that the defenders can't cheat back, right? You make, you let him make a catch and then go. So you have to keep the defense honest or the defender honest, right? Now, obviously, I do see him going to take the top off of defenses. Let's just make that clear now. He's going to take the top off of defenses, and that's what I'm expecting. I I just know it's coming. But I want to see his skill set grow. I want to see if he can run the route trees. Uh, Obviously, we know he can catch, but I want to see how he catches. You know, I want to see if he can catch a a dig route. I want to see if he can make, you know, comeback routes. I want to see those kind of things just kind of keep it, you know, keep it on it. Keep the defenses honest really is what I think it ultimately should boil down to. You know, I would think as a defensive coordinator, you're going to use that mismatch, right? You can't coach speed. You really can't. But you look at the situation and defenses can play back. So why not take advantage of that, right? If they're going to play him soft, utilize them in the short routes, utilize them in the medium routes, depending on how far back this, uh, these cornerbacks are. Or you could see them perhaps play man like man up and try to make sure that he doesn't get past them. This is where another thing that I think is going to be key for him. Can he release? I, want to, I think he can. I think he'll be fine. But when you get SEC defenders on you at all times, or really more so Clemson, I can't wait to see what happens with Clemson, honestly. Put him against a Clemson defender. See if he can get past him. And if he can, I think it's six. I, I think there's no question unless you have a safety helping over the top. Uh, you know, but then that opens up, you know, obviously we opened up the can of worms called, you know, Darnell, Arie Gilbert, Jermaine Burton, you know, you the list goes on, right? So that's just one piece there. I expect, you know, my expectations, I see him scoring touchdowns. I, I think you see the long touchdowns. 
And, and Todd Munkin is – I think Todd Munkin is just having a field day watching him run 10-10s in the 100. That's scaring defensive coordinators right now. It has to. It really has to. So with that being said, obviously, like I said, if you know, that's world-class speed. So you're going to utilize it, right? You're, you just have to utilize it. I hope that I do see a mixture of routes from him, though. I really want to see that. You know what I mean? I, it's just something that I really am looking forward to just because I want to see him grow as a true receiver. Obviously, you look in guys in the NFL, you know, with, with blazing speed like that. You know, Tyreek Hill comes to mind. Uh, Mikol, you know, I think he's he's faster than Mikol. And but I want to see guy. I want to see these guys catch. You know, I want to see Arian specifically make sure that he can catch these intermediate routes, catch the you know run these routes. Uh, good catching, catching traffic. Uh, you know, releasing off the ball, releasing from a defender. Those things right there. Are what's going to make him money in the NFL? Not obviously, it's going to help him make more money. I should say because we know NFL values speed, and he has. All of it, and then some. Just completely honest. All right. Anyways, talking enough about Arian Smith. You know, I want to kind of talk about September fourth. I think, in my opinion, here this is the biggest game that we've had since easily since twenty nineteen. Um, you know, Notre Dame, in my opinion. Um, the stakes, for, and the reason why I say that is because it's a national title game to start the season. It's not it's not your SEC championship game. First game of the season, neutral site game, playoff playoff fill, playoff stakes. It's just it to me it's bigger than your SEC championship game in 2019. Uh, you know, obviously LSU kind of just waxed us that year. It is what it is, guys. But September 4th, obviously everybody knows um you know, obviously DJ Uyalungale. I hope I said that right. Uh, will be their quarterback. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is gone. Trevor uh, Travis Etienne is gone. Uh, lots of lots of talent along the offensive line is gone for Clemson. Um, you know, and I've talked to uh, I've talked in the past about Clemson, but I, I'm telling you right now, if you're watching the show or listening in, do not sleep on the receivers that they have with DJ Uyalungale. I'm telling you right now. He has an absolute cannon, and he will he will tear your he will tear your defense apart. Ultimately, guys, and, and I think I don't want to repeat myself over and over again. The game will be won between the line, or really whoever wins the line of scrimmage, I should say, really, because let's be honest, their front seven is just as scary, if not scarier, than Georgia's. And I've even went on to say that I think I would take Clemson's D line over ours. Uh, entirely, but I do. I do have to have Jordan Davis. I'm sorry. I just. I just need him. But um, you know, you look at guys like Brzee, uh Miles Murphy. Those two guys are going to wreak havoc. They are really going to be uh, problem. Really, they're going to be a problem. Both of them, and you're going to see that along the front seven. Remember, guys, they returned a lot of starters on the defense. Obviously, we get Darion Kendrick, uh, so that's one of their starters that they lost. Uh, obviously, we gain that. You know, obviously, and we've got a lot of guys coming back as well. You know, we do lose Aziz, which is going to be, a you know, really a blow to me. I think that's what's going to happen. So you sit there, you lose Aziz, you lose Jermaine, you lose starter in Tyreek Stevenson, and then you lose your secondary with Stokes, you know, Stokes, Tyson Campbell, DJ Daniel, company right there, Richard LeCount. 
so you sit there, you lose all that talent, but we gain it back, right? Everybody knows what's by now. You add Tyke Smith, which probably will play the star. You know, you uh, Keely Ringo comes back healthy. Uh, obviously, he didn't play last year. Uh, toward the end, maybe I think a little bit, maybe. Uh, you know, so you look into that right there, and it's going to be interesting. It really will be interesting to me how it works, uh, how our defense works. You know, do we obviously? I think we rely on our front seven more, especially against Clemson. I really think so. But after that, our schedule opens up, guys. Our schedule opens up to where we should we should be overpowering guys. Uh, and and honestly, I think that's where it helps out uh, our defense. Really, our secondary. Uh, with the, you know, obviously you add Darian Kendrick, so that adds some more experience there with Tyke. You know, you have seen, you have uh, Chris Smith, so your safeties, I think, are locked uh, in regards with experience. Uh, you know, Scenes needs to step up and be that leader. Uh, but Darian Kendrick adds that, you know, adds that kind of kind of feel of security there because, let's be honest, before we pick him up, you know, we're starting younger guys. I think you look at Amir Speed is the most experienced there. You know, you look at talent there. There's a plethora of talent, but the experience is is the issue. So before, you know, now that we have Darion Kendrick, you get a guy with big game experience, won a national title with Clemson, and, you know, he brings that experience. Uh, and it kind of shores up your issue in the secondary. But you still got some young guys there. You know, who's going to start beside of him? Is it Keely Ringo? Is it Amir Speed? We know how Kirby is. He Kirby loves his experience. He values it a lot. That being said, does Amir Speed start? You know, I think in my if I had to choose now, I would like to think that Keeley starts. Um, I just think that that's the case. I, he's just the most talented. I think he's a true lockdown corner. You know, I'm not knocking Amir Speed. I'm not. I'm not knocking Kimber. I'm not knocking any of the other guys. I just think that if you put Keeley Ringo across from Darion Kendrick. You, you have the elite speed with uh, with Keeley, the size for both guys. You know, that becomes a true problem for these receivers. And let's be honest, September 4th is going to be a problem because Nada and, and Justin Ross, if he plays, I'm telling you, it, they, that is an offense that is ready to go. They have, always have one in the chamber, and they can get you at any point. doesn't matter. I think when you look at Clemson, though, the one question that I have is their uh, running back room. You know, you lose ETN, uh, Demarcus Bowman, former five-star transfers out of out of the program, goes to Florida. You know, so you really bring in Will Shipley, and you look at really you know, their depth chart, and you start to question maybe that could be a question mark for them. But I'm not going to say that that's the biggest question mark. I think losing the offensive line, um, you take the offensive line that they lose, the guys get drafted, you really question how they fill those roles. I'm not saying they won't. It's it's Clemson. I think they'll be fine. But can they handle Georgia's defensive front seven? That's the question, right? You lose tackles. You lose. I think you lost a guard. <clears throat> you know. So is this the, is this a situation where uh, Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt just create a bunch of problems? You know, I, I think that's a very good possibility, uh, depending on the obviously lack of experience that they'll be having now. It's the same situation for Georgia. You know, we lose, you know, the biggest question for us is left tackle right now. Who is our left tackle? You know, and obviously Clemson is not the is not the way to answer your biggest question, especially in that position. Uh, so, you you know, I think what's going to happen is you put Sawyer out at left tackle 
for this game, at least. You, you kind of have to. If you don't, you know, you can sit there and, and wish your hopes for winning that game goodbye because they have so much talent along that line. They're going if you if your left tackle starts having problems, it's going to be a long night for JT Daniels. And and honestly, that's not successful when that's not a successful uh, recipe to win games. So, like I said, Clemson is the key right here. You play the most experienced guys, and then after that, you're kind of able to sit there and take and let kids grow. You know, I think you look at Mims. Now, obviously, it depends on how things go. Uh, you know, if if maybe Tate Rattlers is a right guard, you know, if he's doing that right there, you can push guys out or whatever the case may be. I think after Clemson, you sit there and you start to see re- a rearrangement for the offensive line, and I think you start to see guys fit back into their more natural positions. And when that happens, that's, in my opinion, is what's going to be the catalyst for us making a push for the playoffs because that chemistry and, and guys fitting in their best positions – uh, you know, I, you could look at, obviously, Erickson and other guys like that, but who's to say that uh, Cedric Von Prong Granger uh, might not make a huge jump there? There's a good possibility. I, you know, I look at his talent for uh, Cedric Von Prong. Kid is going to be a great player, uh, in my opinion. I think he is going to be great, uh, you know, especially super smart, super smart. Um, and, and that's what you need along the center, you know. Uh, if you watch him, you know, if you watch him take reps, you see that already. So you know that you know it's there. It's just a matter of you know can he win out? Uh, you know, obviously I think Erickson is you know set to be the one right there. But who knows? Right? You still have summer camp. You still got fall camps. Uh, and Cedric looked good in my opinion on G Day. He really did. So with that being said, right there, I think the question is, and it ties back to what I said earlier: Who wins Georgia? Who wins? You know, who wins this game? And I think that's Georgia. Uh, you, you take a look at, at, at really at the roster makeup. I just think that we are deeper, um, more deep. We're places where it matters. I think you look at the D line, right? You look at the you look at their front seven, and it is great, guys. It really is. But after that, you really have questions. At you know, we look at you know Devontae. Why Davis, <clears throat> and whether you play Adam Anderson, Nolan Smith, or you put in Trayvon Walker, Jalen Carter, there's so many options there, and we're so deep along that defensive line that we can sit there and manage rotation. And I think we can handle it better, I should say. The key there, though, is how we use our linebackers and our edge rushers, right? You know, do, does our linebackers consist of Adam Anderson and Nolan Smith, or do you see more, you know, Nick, uh, Channing Tindall's, you know, Quay Walkers? I think you're going to see more of more play, uh, playing time for Tindall and Walker. You know, but they and they got to step up, and I, and I really, you look at last year, and and I think they did, uh, but you're still going to have to make that make another step up uh, in level of play, and obviously, guys in the middle, I think it's solid. You look at, you know, you look at Nicobe Dean. There's a he led the he led the uh, team in uh, tackles in 2020. There's a good chance that he could do it again this year. We'll see how that plays out. Obviously, you know. But after that, you look at guys who's going to take over the middle linebacking room, right? Who's going to do that? Could you see uh, Mondin? Could you see you know? I think Sori, even though he's probably outside, you know. Or do you see a guy like Chaz Chambliss? Let's be honest. Chaz Chambliss is a workaholic. The the mentality of that kid 
is going to send him a long way. I hope he gets a good chance uh, down the road to make an impact in the uh, linebacking room. I really do. But I also think you're going to see a huge impact from him on special teams. I, I genuinely think that you're going to see him make his name in special teams. Uh, kid is relentless and a literally is the workout machine. Uh, but on that note, though, guys, you know, you look at well, obviously what we talked about here, you know, obviously a huge recruiting uh, weekend upcoming. Uh, I hope that we get some good news soon. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but if I had to feel something coming, maybe, maybe Kamari Wilson just shuts it down. Uh, maybe he's so impressed that he just shuts it down uh, and commits to Georgia. Like I said, that may just be a little bit of a hot take for me, but one can dream, right? Obviously, like I said, back Arian Smith, All-American. I know that was somewhat recent since the last episode. So wanted to make sure that we understand you're talking world-class speed and he's only going to get faster. And then obviously David Cooper coming in. I think right now that's a great hire, but I want to see what exactly he can do for Georgia when it comes to recruiting. Um, you know, so keep a lookout for the recruiting. Uh, that is all we have for today's episode, guys. I know it's not typically on your uh, normal Friday, uh, <clears throat> but next Friday we'll be back um, talking more Georgia football. Guys, on that note, though, remember, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching the live show, Make sure you go like, subscribe, <clears throat> ring the bell for notifications so you know when we're coming on the show. Uh, Twitch, make sure you follow there. Uh, Facebook, you can check it out. Facebook, check out the website, guys, dgdpodcast.com. That is your one-stop shop for anything and everything related to the podcast. If you have any questions, hit us up there. And, and for that right there, guys, I hope everybody has a good weekend and go dogs.